Welcome to the author commentary for From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. Here we go behind the scenes with contributors to discuss the creative process behind their stories. A word of caution, these conversations may contain story spoilers. I'm Tom Holler, a member of the Delray Star Wars editorial team, and right now we're talking to Christy Golden, author of a story called The Truest Duty. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So you uh, have, um, according at least to the the internet, because there was great outcry when this project was announced that this character be involved. Um, so you have the great <laughs> honor and also, I guess, pressure of writing uh, about General Veers, General Maximilian Veers. Um, and this was a decision that came about. We had a conversation back and forth about a number of characters and settled on Veers. So ultimately, what attracted you to actually writing a story about this um, this character? Well, of, of course, Julian Glover plays him, and he's a magnificent actor. And while Veers does seem to be almost emotionless and you could say flat because of the performance, subtle as it is, you, you know there's something going on behind that that calm face. And for me, what was appealing was having the, the opportunity to sit down and kind of figure out what makes him tick. Why is he so confident around Vader without ever being arrogant or assuming uh, you know, uh, a chumminess or anything like that? Why is he just so calm through all of these things? You know, I think the my favorite line is like, you may be you may start your landing, and he's just like, you know, it's just so run of the mill. And so I got to dig deeper and to try and talk, you know, think about what kind of a person would feel that way and what drives this person. And in the end, I realized he's like the only one who doesn't screw up, right? And it's like, that must be it. This is what drives him is this, I, I, I will not fail. This is my duty. Yeah, and I think it was one of the, you made a really smart decision about pulling us back from Veers' story. And instead of, it's very easily, we could have just had a story that was set like during his time inside the ATAT Blizzard, you know, one and, and during the battle. But you actually pull us back all the way to basically the beginning of the movie from the Imperial point of view, from, you know, when they, they find Hoth to when, uh, you know, they decide they're going to land and, and all the way through his story. And, I think it does a really great job of punctuating how competent Veers is and sees himself versus Ozel versus Piat versus basically all the other Imperials who cower um, and um, you know are are unnerved by the presence of Vader. And I was I was wondering in actually as you sort of talked about kind of crafting the man behind the mask that you know Julian Glover has just such basically the same look on his face the entire time and it's great. Was there anything in particular that influenced like how you went about solving that puzzle of the man behind the mask? Were there other influences, other types of stories, um, or really anything that kind of gave you that insight into to who he was? Um, I've done a lot of tie-in works in my day, and the, uh, the best thing is always to go right to the source. So I just watched every minute that he was on screen over and over and over again. And to me, one of my favorite moments is when he has to report that Ozil has failed again. And he's completely calm, nothing ruffles rooms, he's completely calm, and then there's a stammer. He thought surprise was best. And I thought, that well, that's interesting. Why would he feel that way? And that kind of started this, not necessarily a good guy, because I don't think that he even thinks in those terms. I think he thinks in duty and failure terms, but he 
is probably a commander you would want to have because he sees and he notices what is working and what is not working. And um, I chose to have him stay and do the honor of bearing witness to the death of a very good general who failed one too many times. That's also a really interesting moment because it's it's emblematic of this kind of repeated theme of him not wanting to fail Vader, him knowing he's never done it, and the fact that he doesn't really have fear for Vader. And so even in that moment, in that scene, when Vader's responses to him about Ozil are getting a little heated, Aviers knows, like, I know this anger isn't for me. I have no fear that anything is going to happen to me. Vader does not kill the messenger in this way. I know that the, the anger is not for me. It, it's, it's this great moment where you, you would think almost any other character would practically run out of the room after delivering the info, and he's just he's right there. Um, moreover, that that follows with, I love that Veers gets a glimpse of Vader under the mask. We see later in the film that Piet does, and that informs that scene with Piet, but yeah. one imagines, and I think you rightfully, you made this point when we were developing the story, that you know Piet sees under Vader's helmet, and odds are more than one person has, and that Vader just doesn't really care. Um, and you know maybe it's not everybody, but one imagines that like Veers and maybe Ozil and Piet had all seen it. And what's most interesting is that in this story, that actually, while for many you would think, oh, that's going to demystify Veer, maybe that takes some of the fear away. But that actually just like increases Veers' respect and affinity for him. And so like, why? What about Vader? Like, why does Veers idolize Vader so much? Um, we get a little bit into not really quite his backstory per se, not specific events, but his attitude. And he spent his life looking for the right person to follow because he values himself. He knows what he brings to the table and he is looking for the person who deserves his service. And Vader does for a lot of reasons. He is, he never wavers. He, you understand him. He's not, he's not going to trick you. You, you know where he's coming from. And he has undergone something incredibly challenging that has come close to destroying this mortal flesh that has put him in this new skin, this new armor. And it's one thing to say, Oh, it's a God. It's super powerful and very mysterious. And it's another thing to say, here's this person, this ordinary person who has become godlike who has become it because he has endured and he has stayed the course and i think that's really what what uh, veers is saying yes i can follow you with my whole heart because i see where you come from and i see what you have made of yourself and you are worthy of this that that sort of thing also identifies not just like his his affinity for Vader and and how much he idolizes him, but that Veer seems to have an understanding of Darth Vader that we don't at least uh, certainly on the in, in terms of the films and even in a lot of the other stories that we've seen like most Imperials even the Emperor don't seem to understand Vader to the level that Veer's does. He has this this unbelievable insight into Vader that I think very few other characters even have. Um, which you you do such a great job of not bringing not just bringing out but you bring it full circle at the end because when Veers finds himself broken by the battle, the thing that he is holding on to is this idea of like Vader did it and so must I and that like my duty extends to like the extent that Vader went to to survive I must do no less because I am in service to him. It's just this beautiful moment um, that you bring to us at the end of the, the story as Veers is, you know, slipping away. Uh, it, it's so good. Uh, it's, it's, it's so, so amazing. Um, 
Which brings me then to kind of a question, and I don't know if you remember this, but I'm pretty sure I made this note in the original draft of the story, which is there's a almost there's a level of affection in this story that we don't see certainly in stories about Darth Vader very often, and certainly about anyone in connection with Darth Vader, unless it's someone who knew that he was Anakin and had a previous relationship with him. I think it is a symbiotic relationship for Veers, and he knows full well it do it doesn't go both ways. He knows that if Vader's going to sacrifice him, he won't think twice about it. And that doesn't matter to him. That doesn't matter to him because he understands Vader at this level where he's so casual. He's brave enough to point out, to, to try and make an excuse for somebody. You, you know, who does that? Who does that around Darth Vader? Why would you stick your neck out? That's the other thing. How confident must you must be in this relationship with your superior that you stick your neck out for somebody? That's... You don't see that a lot with people around Darth Vader. They're all too busy protecting their own neck because it hinges on, I cannot make a single mistake. And so every morning he gets up and he's like, I can't make a mistake. And all through the day, I can't make a mistake. And of course, of course, eventually, because he is human, it's going to happen. And I, it, it's a horrible thing to think about what, what that will do. I mean, to, to his world, to his worldview. And um, you mentioned at the end that that's what pulls him back. And what I wanted to do was he's so tight and precise and measured. And as he's dying, it's so comfortable. It's relaxing. It's nice. And you, I don't know when he's ever had that kind of a feeling about anything in his life. And then somebody says those magic words, Lord Vader. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't possibly do this. He needs me. I have to come back. And then he willingly accepts the pain. He willingly comes up and and uh, is very grateful to have been reminded of of his duty. Yeah, for all his for all his competence and all of his seeming comfort around Vader, he really has almost as much as any other character maybe created a prison of his own design with his relationship with Vader because as you know, like he he's literally he he even mentions early in the story this idea of like you basically think about serving and not failing Vader, like even through your sleep. And like that gives most people nightmares. It doesn't give him nightmares because he's so, of, co of course, why wouldn't you? But it, it like even extends to what you would imagine would be your, your soul moments of peace, even your, your slumber. Um, and so in a way, like it, you just, you've crafted such a tragic story about the one Imperial that we see in, in the empire strikes back, who is, not tragic because we don't see them die because of you know their their buffoonery or the fact that they just have like some crazy lust for power and they're you know, they don't even see what what what's going on in front of them the way someone like Ozil does like you know he's a soldier who who more or less you know uh, it succeeds in his goal but then falls in battle um, as as far as as we we've, we've ever seen and yet there's still just such a tragedy that that character because one imagines that if the empire had more people as capable as veers that that all of these stories might have gone rather differently for them oh, um, i think so <laughs> uh, though you know i guess that brings up the question of because you talked about i mean the story is called the truest duty do you think that veers actually himself in a truly command position would have thrived that the way that he seemed to as the the i believe he called himself um vader's knife uh vader's subtle knife um do you think he actually had the skill for broad command, the way that people like Piet and Ozil seem to think that they do? 
I think that it's hardwired into him this idea of 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 service and it's reciprocal and that's why he's really probably a good man to serve under because he's not going to throw you out into something stupid he is going to make sure that you have the best weapons he is going to make sure he's got the best people he looks out for the people that are his responsibility and then he expects the same coming down and i think that that is the niche he has made and that is his world view that's how the world works and you know sometimes you're one sometimes you're another but this system of, of service and reception of service um, is very important to him. I don't think he thinks of himself as a strong individual. I think if he, he thinks of himself as the very best cog in the finest wheel. Uh, that, that is a, a great way to put it. As we, as we get towards the end here, I wanted to ask you, because I have to be honest and say that veers of any character was the one character who, when we said, hey, we're doing another anthology, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back, you know, the, just the, the outcry from a positive point of view of people like, yes, I hope there's a Veer story, please let there be a Veer story. Um, did, that, did that feel like pressure? Did that excite you? What did that feel like? I mean, obviously writing in Star Wars and in, in other worlds is, is, is old hat to you, but how exciting is it to be able to do a story that you know before anyone even reads it, there's already such excitement and anticipation for? Well, you know, when, when you're when you're gifted the chance to do something like this, that inevitably somebody out there is going to completely hate it. And, you know, you just take that as a given and you move forward with it because you can't please everyone. If you, everybody has their own because he's such a blank slate. I imagine a lot of people have imagined what it's like. And so um, all I can say was that I considered this my truest duty, which was to really sit with the character and try to come up with something that honored him and yet did not make you know a, a total hero out of him uh well I, I think you did amazing work and uh, I'm, I'm so excited um by the, the the way the story came out and i think that um readers will be too so i want to thank you for coming to hang out today and talk with us a bit more about it and delve behind the man behind the mask that is um general veers well, thank uh, you for having me Great, and uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, you can read The Truest Duty and all the other stories in From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back, which is available right now from all your favorite booksellers in print, ebook, and audio download. Thank you so much. May the force be with you.